Welcome to a series of talks about objective consciousness, an objective universe, and an objective way to awaken. Expanding upon the works of George I. Gurdjieff and Russell A. Smith. This podcast is part two of chapter five of the audiobook of The Blueprint of Consciousness. In this episode, we describe the journey of an ascending octave and show the forces that can stop it and the forces that can assist it. We also explain why there are no shock octaves or descending forces. Let's begin. The Blueprint of Consciousness An Accelerated Path to Awakening by Russell A. Smith Chapter 5 The Way Up Was the Way Down Part 2 Here is a diagram Russell calls Denying Forces. It shows the journey of an ascending octave, that is, of a force trying to ascend, the forces that enter and stop it, and the forces that enter and assist it. On the left, we have the octave of 48. Let's be that octave and try to go up from Do 48 with a force of 48. Going up from Do 48 to Ray 54, we lose 6 units of force and have 42 left. Going up from Ray 54 to Mi 60, we lose another 6 and have 36 left. Then, going up from Mi 60 to Fa 64, we lose 4 and have 32 left. But now, we are at the note far 64, and at the note far 64, a do 64 enters. Always. We separated the forces and put it there. It is always entering there. Always. There is always a do at do a do at la, and a do at fa, as indicated by the red down arrows. So, right there, at fa 64, a do 64 enters, with a force of 64 up, and how much down? 32 down. And when that 32 down enters against our 32 up, what do you think is going to happen? We get stopped. We cannot go further. However, if we recruited an assisting octave, though 60, the first shock octave, back at me 60, when we had 36 men in our army, 60 men would have joined our forces. Then, when we went up from Mi 60 to Fa 64 and lost four of our 36 guys, 
32 left, and the assisting army went up from Me 60 to Far 64 and lost four of their 60 guys, 56 left. Together, we would simultaneously reach the moment where 32 guys enter against us. However, since our two armies are now moving together, even though we lost 32 of our guys, we would still have 56 guys left to continue the journey. That is, if we get help, we can keep going. Okay, even though we lost 32 guys, we still have 56 guys left. Because a second group of guys joined our army and helped us win the battle. We are now at far 64. We repeat, even though there was a battle and we lost 32 of our guys, we are still 56 army strong. Okay, here we go. 56 still going up. Now, going up from far 64 to so 72, we lose 8 units of force and have 48 left. Then, going up from so 72 to la 80, we lose another 8 and have 40 left. But now, we are at the note la 80. And what lives at la 80? It is also the far 80 of the first shock octave. A do 80. Again, what is the value of the do that lives at la and far 80? An 80. And what does do 80 want to do? Go 80 up and 40 down. And what do you think is going to happen when that 40 down encounters our 40 up? We get stopped again. We get stopped again. We get stopped at la far 80 because a force always enters at far. We get stopped at la 80 because the first shock octave, which came in to help us, got stopped at his far 80, just like we got stopped at our far 64. So, back at so 72, before we reached la far 80, we should have recruited a second army. The army of the second shock octave. There, 72 guys, do 72, could have joined us at so 72, and we would have had 120 total guys in our army, our 48, and the joining armies 72. Then, when both armies went from so 72, to La 80, and we lost 8 guys from our army of 48, 40 left, and they lost 8 guys from their army of 72, 
64 left. We would have reached La 80 with 104 men in our army. And then, when the 40 guys entered and wiped out 40 of our guys, we would still have 64 guys left. That is how you overcome the forces that stop you. You get help before they do. Okay, we are now at La 80 with 64 guys in our army. As such, we can continue the journey. As we do, we lose 10 units of force as we go from La 80 to T90. 54 left. Then, we lose another 6 as we go from T90 to Do 96. 48 left. We are now at the top dough of our octave, Do 96. But notice that our top dough is also the far of the second shock octave. Okay, what do you think our Do 96, which enters at the far of the second shock octave, wants to do? It wants to go 96 up and 48 down. And what do you think is going to happen when that 48 down encounters our 48 up? We again get stopped. Wow! We get stopped by the dough that enters at the top of our own octave. Yikes! How do we get past the force that comes from that dough? Well, if we look back at T90, we see the second shock octave's mi-far interval starts there, as does our T-dough interval. Thus, there are two possibilities. We can get outside help, from outside, by the dough that enters at me of the second shock octave, and mechanically be shocked across the Meccano coinciding Mudnellin. That is, it could rain. Or we can get help from inside by the T of our own octave, and thus be pulled across the intentionally actualized Mudnell Inn, that is, spy the oasis. If we can spy the oasis and feel the completing principle reaching back to us from the dough, we can be slingshotted past the dough and go beyond. We repeat. There are two ways to get past the top dough. We can get help from outside. By accident. It rains. Or we can spy the oasis and be pulled to completion. If the latter happens, then we would not need the help of an accidental, Meccano coinciding force. How do we get help from outside? Again, our T90 
is the second shock octaves Mi90 and the first shock octaves So90. And since those octaves are at their Mi and So respectively, a shock octave can enter and assist them. And if it does, it can assist us too. But that is iffy. Our best course of action is to keep our eyes on the destination and hopefully spy the oasis, which is a heck of a lot more reliable than praying for rain. The way up was the way down. On the way up, if you recreate the octaves that were created on the way down, you can use those shock octaves to overcome the denying forces that will stop you when you try to go back up. Oh my God, we can hear Russell now. Russell dislikes the term shock octaves. We repeat, he really dislikes the term shock octaves. He often says he wishes he could slap the guy who first called those octaves shock octaves. Russell says, Maybe it's just me, but the idea of a shock kind of sounds like zap. There's your shock. That's all you need. Which is like saying, Take a seed, put in some soil, and then take a squirt gun and go Zap. Take that. There you go. You now have the shock of water. And you can now become a tree. Someday, I will hang a swing in you. However, it does not work that way. Shocks are not how it works. Once you give the seed water, you must for the entirety of its life, keep giving it water. It is not a whack, a bam, a zap, or a slap across the face kind of thing. The same with sunlight. You cannot give a seed water, and then pull out your flashlight, blast it once, and say, there you go, you now have your shock. You cannot do that. You must constantly, continuously, give the seed water and sunlight. If you do not want to do that, that is, if you want to keep your seed a seed, then do not give it water. You can keep it as a seed for thousands of years. But the moment you give it water, you must keep giving it water and keep giving it water and keep giving it water. So, it is not a shock. Here is a fun story that Russell likes to tell about sea monkeys. When he was a kid, he would order them off the back pages of comic books. They would send him tiny, crystallized casings. Then, he would dump them in a glass of water and leave them overnight. What did he find the next day? Shrimps. 
Oh my God, how is that possible? Now, the story of these shrimps is amazing. Brine shrimps sometimes find their way into wells. In adverse conditions, the female shrimps create cysts instead of eggs, which are dormant. Some of the unhatched dormant cysts get lodged on the sides of a well. And if the water in the well goes down, they will find themselves out of the water, high and dry, and will not hatch. Some cysts can stay dormant for 25 years. 25 years? Alive! Not a seed, like a poppy seed, or a wheat seed, but a living animal, in a little casing, stuck to the side of a well for 25 years. Then, one day, somebody throws down a bucket and starts pulling up water. The bucket scrapes against the side of the well and some of the cysts end up in the bucket and find themselves introduced to water. People take the water, put it in a pan, boil it, cook with it, and then leave the unused water in the pan overnight. And when they wake up the next morning, there are freaking sea monkeys in there. Imagine being on the side of a well for 25 years and still being a viable shrimp, just waiting for the shock of water to help you hatch and become a living creature. But, once you hatch, you must stay in water. Always. No more 25 years safe on the side of the well. Absolutely amazing. Then you think, wow, what a great defensive mechanism. You can hide on the side of a well for 25 years and escape your enemies. Unfortunately, sorry, no. Because when they looked in the pan the next day and saw the sea monkeys, they also saw other creatures in there as well. Creatures that eat sea monkeys. Creatures that have also been hiding on the side of the well, just waiting for the water to rise, so they too could hatch and eat those little brine shrimp. Oh my! What a model! That a thing can be safe and secure if you leave it alone but once you start to assist it, you must keep assisting it. So, we should call those octaves assisting octaves, not shock octaves, because once they are given, they must constantly be given. By creating assisting octaves, we can overcome the forces that live at the note far and prevent us from ascending. Thus, with a little help, at the right time,
it is possible to ascend. Got the picture? Really simple stuff. The way up was the way down. We repeat. If you reproduce the same structure that flowed down, you can use that structure to go back up. Naturally, innately, everything goes down. All octaves go down because the forces that cause you to go down are always there. For example, we could ask, have you ever bought any hamburger meat? Did you ever put it in the refrigerator? How long did you leave it there? We bet you left it there until it spoiled and had to be thrown away. Which meant, there came a moment when the denying force exposed itself. And when it did, you said, It is too late. It is too late to bring in a shock and help the hamburger meat go on. The hamburger meat has reached far, and as such, has spoiled. It must be thrown away. I should have cooked it before it spoiled. I should have brought in another force days ago. If I had cooked it, I could have put it back in the refrigerator, and it would have been okay. And I would have overcome the first denying force. If you had done that, the hamburger meat would have lasted longer. But it still reaches a moment where even the cooked hamburger meat goes bad. Before that happens, you either need to freeze it or stick it into a higher oven, the oven of somebody's stomach, and let it transform further. We can overcome denying forces if we get help before the denying forces are encountered. We cannot wait until the 32 guys enter and wipe us out and then say, let's go back and get another army to help us. Why not? Because we are all dead. We should have picked up the assisting army before we reached the denying force. We should have cooked the hamburger meat before it went bad. We should have eaten it before it spoiled. It is too late when it turns green. We should have been vigilant and anticipated what was going to happen before it happened and acted appropriately. Otherwise, our hamburger meat will stink. Now, I will caution you. Did you ever go to a restaurant? Did you ever see a sign that said, Special of the Day? Do you know what the special of the day is? It is the food that is about to go bad. The master chef says, Oh my God! If we do not make this food the special of the day, it is going to be rotten tomorrow. Let's not lose all our money on it. Let's sell it for half price. So, just be wary. 
When you are eating the special of the day, you are most likely eating food that is on the tipping point of spoiling. Just saying. The way up was the way down. Forces enter at Fa, La and Do and stop things from going up. To go up, you must intentionally create octaves at Mi, So and Ti. And by so doing, you will be able to overcome the forces that enter at Fa, La and Do. The way down is automatic. We repeat. The way down is automatic. We do not say this to a lot of people. Only to the sharp ones. And you are probably a sharp one. After all, you bought Russell's book. Ready? In truth, there is no such thing as a descending octave. What? I thought you said the way down was automatic. Isn't that descending? What do you mean, there is no such thing as a descending octave? They have been telling me for years about ascending octaves and descending octaves. How can it be that there is no such thing as a descending octave? Well, let me ask you for some reasoning. What tree do you know of that, after it has grown, starts to degrow into a small tree? A small sapling, a little twig coming out of the ground, and back to the seed from whence it came. How many descending octaves do you know of like that? How many human beings do you know of that, after becoming an adult, revert back to being a teenager, a toddler, a baby, and pop back into the womb from whence they came? How many descending octaves do you know of like that? Things do not descend. They just stop ascending. Then, everything that is still trying to ascend eats them. Life is all about ascending octaves, about forces that are trying to ascend. Nobody is trying to go down. Nothing is really descending. In an oscillation, there might be something that looks like descending octaves. A tree gets its leaves, loses its leaves, gets its leaves, loses its leaves, etc. There may be some ups and downs, but there are no descending octaves. There are only ascending octaves. And if those octaves stop ascending, they get eaten. If they get help 
they keep ascending. If they do not, they stop ascending. Most acorns hit the ground and rot. Millions of them. Because nature cannot create the assisting octaves that are necessary to overcome the denying forces that cause acorns to rot. Nature can only overcome denying forces by accident or by large numbers. Let's make a ton of acorns. One might get lucky. That is, a falling acorn may hit a rock, bounce out from under the tree, and get into the sunlight. And, if it bounces just right, and lands where the dryness has split the soil, it may end up in a crack. Then, if it rains, and the soil swells, the acorn may find itself planted away from the tree. If there are no farmers, lawnmowers, or animals that eat acorns, it may germinate, and out will come the beginning of an oak tree. And, if nobody interferes with it, and if it receives the continuous forces of water and sunlight, it just might grow and become part of the forest. The oak tree never goes through a process of dissension. However, it may have oscillations. That is, during the ascending part of its oscillation, it may produce an octave the octave of acorn production. Then, it will go dormant until next year. But it never descends. So, in its annual oscillation, there may be some ups and downs, but it will never descend into a smaller tree, a smaller sapling, nor an acorn. Again, we only throw this in for sharp people. There is no such thing as a descending octave. At first, this shocks a lot of people. But then they ask, how did Russell ever figure this out? It makes so much sense when it is explained. It is totally contradictory to the way we learned it. But we get it. We see that things are indeed that way. Things do not descend. Things do not go backwards. As far as we know, we have never found any gold in the coffers of Kentucky that have turned back into lower elements, descended back. Oh my God! we better spend our gold quick because it is going to turn back into tungsten, palladium or zinc. Pretty soon it will just be boron. So, are you happy so far? The way up was the way down. 
That concludes today's podcast. If you would like a chance to read the whole book, The Blueprint of Consciousness, An Accelerated Path to Awakening, which is available as a high-quality 520-page hardback, and also as a PDF download, simply visit the store at our website, thedogteachings.com. The Blueprint of Consciousness contains an objective exercise in awakening that has literally awakened hundreds of people. Be free. Be awake. Be real. And realize your full potential as a human being. On our website, you will be able to listen to other talks, obtain diagrams, animations, supporting videos, and much, much more. In addition, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook under The Dog Teachings. And, as a reminder, we have two Zoom classes every Saturday to assist you. Level 1 is freely available for anyone who purchases the Blueprint of Consciousness. And the other is for those who have obtained the Master Exercises and the Double or Nothing Exercises. See under Resources, Zoom Classes, for more details. All at the dogteachings.com That's T-H-E-D-O-G-T-E-A-C-H-I-N-G-S dot com Goodbye. Until next time.